Welcome to Talking Shit with the Yank. And, and two, two Brits. Brits. Woo! <laughs> yes. Hi, everybody. We Royal have a very... Britannia. Oh, oh, well, as you can hear, we have a very special guest today for our 20th episode. Whoop, whoop, we hit 20. Oh, yeah, it's the 20th episode. Gemma. Do you want to introduce our guest? Well, today we have the legendary, the one and only, Kate's other half, partner in crime, <laughs> Mr. Sean. Boop, boop, boop. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> that is me. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi, Nigel. Hi. Yeah, I'm the Nigel. Yes, Good this Nige. is... The Nigel that Kate speaks of. (laughs) We uh, thought it'd be fun for this very special episode, which is kind of a milestone of sorts, to have a guest. And we, you know, had auditions. We considered a variety of people and Mm -hmm. ultimately landed on my husband. (laughs) How does it feel to be part of this crazy ride that we're on, Sean? Um, Absolutely fantastic. I'm uh, delighted to be here. Marvellous. Great. Well, we thought it would be cool to have you on because obviously you have lived in both the UK and the US of A. And it'd be great to get your opinion on um, our culture differences and our, you know, way of life and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, that I have. I mean, absolutely. I mean, cultural differences that is the uh the main headline that's for sure i mean we both speak the same language which helps yeah um but oh my goodness yeah the you know the different cultures um it was absolutely crazy um at first and i guess there's still a couple things that you know um really sort of stand out and i think like the main one and i shared this with a couple of friends the other day is obviously you know petrol stations or you know, in the United States, known as gas stations, um, some of the names that exist for them um, come and go. Um, spelt with a K, K U M as well, you know. Um, yes, a come and go, a very, very interesting one. I came yeah. across one the other day uh, called Pump and Munch. <laughs> yeah, it's a good Which, one. you know, who comes up with that and who thinks yeah yeah you know great great name we'll stick with that pump and munch perfect (laughs) and then um you know like it's not really a petrol station as such really i guess they can be um it's like an oil change place um speedy lube yeah the fact they call it lube versus oil um Mm. i thought that was hilarious um, when i came over yeah. And it gets me every day. It tickles me every day. You know what I mean? I've lived out here for almost 10 years now and uh, I still see it and chuckle to myself. <laughs> and I've never given it a second thought, but I'm glad <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned it. I was going to ask. So you've been here for about 10 years now, a little bit less, I think, but you visited before you moved here. Yeah. But the official move was in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess maybe talk a little bit about kind of like when you when you first visited 
and things you've noticed and things that excited you and, you know, meeting me. <laughs> well, when I first started visiting, I thought I, um, well, I'd never had it before, but I was like, do I have something wrong with my stomach? No, it was just a heart attack food that I was subject to. Um, which, subject. you know, I was. No one forced you to eat every day. <laughs> so I remember, obviously, you know, me and Kate, you know, um, dating and all that kind of stuff and laying there at like 2 a.m. with my stomach going, and like, I'm going to poop myself. I'm going to poop my pants. Okay, but like, you're right. Like, yeah, I'm just, you know, having, having a few stomach issues. And, um, you know, fast forwarding time it was just the, again those things where we eat that kind of food in england but like you know the different oil um yeah. different milk and stuff like that and more of that stuff in types of food um that was very interesting to get into but now i love that kind of food and so the question on everyone's lips sean is did you shit yourself mm. <laughs> No, I didn't. Um, no, I did not. Yeah, I think I came close a couple times, um, definitely. <laughs> not even a cheeky little shot. No, no, little, no shot, no. <laughs> I do remember, though, uh, that first trip that you took when we met, that you and your friends getting so excited about Wendy's and the Square Burgers, and, like, that was the mm. thing and we lived down the street from one after you moved here. And I think you maybe wore yourself out a little bit going there <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. And that reminds me as well. Like, you know, we're going back a little while, but obviously the whole like phone's not working over there. I remember going on your mum's computer and printing out, printing out directions to Wendy's. <laughs> and being like, yeah, I think, I think I can find it, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. That was like my daily. That was like the only thing I did in a day was went out to Wendy's. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. <laughs> he didn't even branch Wendy's. out. There's so many other like food places here that you guys don't have, and that was the one that like really I think stuck to him for a while. I mean, in Sioux City, Wendy's was pretty gourmet, though, wasn't it? <laughs> to be I fair. suppose. <laughs> it's not my favorite. There's only like two of them versus ten McDonald's. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but it's no, it excited all us Brits because you know. American like hamburgers is such a staple and in England we only have um I think like McDonald's and Burger King yeah pretty um, much. and still only like one in a town if you're lucky versus mm. 800 in a town in America yeah true um did you have any problems like with the lingo like I think we've already talked about the the tap and faucet <laughs> thing haven't we <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I came over to visit and uh, Kate's aunt picked me up and, you know, they're, they're Midwest, Midwestern girls through and through. And I'm in the back of the car and, you know, I'm just I'm just chatting shit. And uh, Kate's aunt Cindy just turns around to me. Well, it might have been Denny and just no, sort Cindy. of, you know, I basically said something and they kind of looked at each other and they just went gobbledygook. Like they couldn't figure out what I was saying. Uh, lingo, no. I mean, I understood the majority of words. I think people had a hard time understanding me. And one mm. of the hardest things, which kind of shaped a lot of potential connection building, was me just saying my name. Um, I think people would, you know, they would hear this Sean 
and obviously in America, you know, it'd be Sean. And I'll just get all the like all these blank stares and people probably thinking, why did your mother hate you and give you that weird sound? Sean. Um, so that was that was really hard, was just those pronunciations and you know, I'm sure a lot of people didn't understand a single thing I was saying at times, talking quick and just, you know, um, well, I think people, you know, people that I've known for a long time who were just meeting you for the first time and didn't know anything about you, where you're from, and you introduce yourself and say, you know, I'm Sean, Shone. Um, they think you're saying Shorn, Shone, you know, and they aren't expecting it. So it doesn't sound like anything in their vernacular and are just really surprised. And so I remember watching a few people who struggled and I'm, and I'm like, it's Sean. It's, it's Sean. Don't worry. They're like, oh, or, Sean. I see. Yeah. Sean. Yep. And yeah, or, I mean, ordering water at a restaurant. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, that, was a, that was a story, wasn't it? We were in some like proper podunk little town and, you know, I wanted some water with my food. And this young kitty could not understand what I was saying. And I probably said water four mm. different ways, like, you know, pronouncing it. And the kids still didn't know. And I started to get very, I think I said, look, mate, you get out your tap. And then I realized <laughs> that tap. <laughs> I was like, this is it's just game over. Game over. I'll just be thirsty. I'll be thirsty. Thank you. And so then I was like, you'd like some water. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt really bad. But even, even, I say, even to this day, I, I, you know, I play football with a lot of people, um, a lot of Hispanic people um, and things like that. And, when, when I say my name, they they still they don't they don't get it. But like they try and say it back, and they're like, "Sure, sure. oh, it's nice to meet you." <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, right. Cool. That's why you should just stick with Nigel. Yeah, Nigel. It's yeah, yeah. I get it. Understand that one. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Can you talk about like I'm just so curious because you took a driving test in Sioux City when you got your license there after you. Moved if you can here. call it that, yeah. That's what I mean. Is you have to retake like, your license. So he could drive on, you know, just having his, like, UK driver's license. But after he moved here, like, part of it is getting the things. Like, once you change residence, you have to, like, like so we, you know, we moved to Minnesota. We had to get Minnesota driver's licenses and stuff. So at some point, he had to go and get, a, like, an ID slash license and all of that. And he had to take the test because he didn't have one here yet. Right. So. Yeah, I could get my driver's license before, like, my green card, if you will. Like, to mm. Kate's point, it was a, a form of ID, and obviously I needed to drive. Yeah, it was it was very interesting, actually, because uh, it was very loose, or I just didn't read up how long my UK driver license was actually valid for. But I think mm. I definitely, it definitely ran its course. Uh, but, yeah, yeah um, I remember... You know, especially comparing it to how it was in England. And from what I understand now, driving tests in England is even more intense. You know, we have mm-hmm. the hazard and perception test, your theory, like the practical, and it's like mm-hmm. a certain amount of time. But yeah, out in Sioux City, I remember doing my um, my theory, if you will, the written test, as they call it. And it was basically like two questions. You know what I mean? Can you drive? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I can you go really it. yes right well you know can you drive a go-kart yeah well you're fine um <laughs> I remember getting in the car and obviously you know I had been driving and again driving a, a manual all these years um you know getting in an automatic it's so easy it basically is a go-kart mm. and uh yeah I got in the car and uh I was expecting 
Um, and Gemma, you might be able to help me out here. Like, you know, in England, you have to do certain maneuvers within yeah. your test. And some of them are tricky. Um, you know, when you learn and everything's hard, right? You yeah. get more, more nervous. But all I did was came out of the building. This young lady was like, take a right. Okay, I took a right. Take take another right. All right. Okay, take a right. Pull, pull over on the side to the right. <laughs> All right. Pull off again. Okay. Take a right. Okay. Take another right and I'm back at the test center. You passed. <laughs> that 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 was that was it and I think I was out in the car for about 10 minutes. Um Wow. I guess that's kind of all was... you need in America because everything's square you and blocked. Right. And yeah, you just, you just right. keep yeah. turning right and you'll end up where you need to be eventually. And actually yeah that is actually one thing I think is incredible about uh, the one thing I think that is incredible about the driving out in the States is that you can turn right at a red light. Yeah. It makes so much sense. Um, it does. You can also yeah. turn left from a one-way onto a one-way on a red. Yes. Yes, you can. Oh, yeah. can you? At Sean's almost taken out a pedestrian or two in those early days because he didn't realize that like the people walking the opposite direction of the green, like so if the green light was this way, the people could walk and so he wanted to turn left and the woman was crossing and had the walk and he almost hit her. <laughs> and I was like, you have to wait. <laughs> well, come on now. That's just, that's just an accident waiting to happen, isn't it? I mean, that's absolutely outrageous. Yeah. And whoever wrote that into the law, hopefully. They got to walk sometime. Job. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that you're not going across the road, which when you're stopped makes sense it was my right to turn but it was their right to walk I was yeah like, but what? The, the, the traffic no. the green light was going straight so yeah. they got to walk sometime that's the way i wanted to go as well so yeah uh, you wait till she just crosses and then you can go <laughs> yeah that was bad and i was like okay that 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 is really really dumb yes i've also noticed that you don't seem to have roundabouts in america we do in, in minnesota particularly there's a lot of them but they're not as common and they're not quite as effective i think Nah, they're more to i know roundabouts prevent s- speed and whatnot but in england they're a lot more there's a lot more purpose to going off in different directions but here they literally yeah. are to slow roads down at times That's i it. really well, i saw a video yeah. of uh one that had recently been installed i can't remember where it was in a town somewhere in america that had never had a roundabout before and no one knew how to fucking use it yeah. <laughs> like some people are going the wrong way around it and- <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, One thing I really want to bring up. uh, I discovered something this week, and it's blown my little mind. Um, Apparently, Americans cannot do bank transfers on their like banking apps. What the hell is going on? It's twenty twenty three. How do you? get by <laughs> we don't <laughs> and so this is why i guess you have like venmo and all these yeah money transfer apps and stuff that's just blow my mind as well Gemma. i mean like, <laughs> america is built off convenience and it's a very convenient mm. fast-growing country where there's drive-through banks off licenses yeah. you don't have to ever get out of your car it's all convenient but yes you cannot transfer from one bank to the other on an app that's mental have you got like contactless yeah we do finally but they don't always work (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and the fact that when you go to pay for stuff you can choose the debit or credit option 
which is basically oh, putting really? in your pin or not putting in your pin. And yeah. that really confused me when I first moved here because I'm like, it's it's not a credit card. Well, I don't want it on credit. <laughs> which one do I choose? Um, yeah. I remember one thing that got me was, I mean, it may have changed now, but when the first, I think the first time I came over and like you're in a restaurant, they take your card away mm-hmm. and like pay for it at the till without you. And yeah. that really freaked me out working in fraud. <laughs> I was like, this is just fucking fraud waiting to happen. Like bring the machine to me or ask me to come to the till and I'll do it there. Like it, <laughs> I did not like them taking my card away. It's getting more common, but definitely not prevalent. Because I remember being like, here's my card. And they're like, oh, no, I'll just do it here. And I was like, what? Yeah, they just okay. bring the machine to the table now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they bring it back with like four different types of receipts. And then you have to, you know, get your pencil case out and do a math class of how to figure out how much tip okay. to leave. <laughs> when my first came out here um, and we went to like a first restaurant and we were presented with tipping, um, you know, Wixie just was so blunt and said to the wait, what do I do? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, could you help me? And she looked really embarrassed to be like, well, obviously give me like the highest tip you can. But we were so mind blown by it. We were like, just tell us, tell us how much money, how much you want. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you want? Take my money. How much do you want? Come on, do it. Yeah, I remember yeah. being, I think maybe a couple times, but like Cornell and, Callum ended up coming to Omaha with me because that's where their flight was and I took them out one night and I was like now you give them a dollar for the drink in addition to paying for the drink and they're like what I was like yep just leave a dollar get your money back and leave a dollar for your drink at least you can do a little more if you want (laughs) but at least a dollar (laughs) I'm gonna go on a little mini rant here about tipping Kate obviously has educated me a lot and obviously I've, I've had to because it's it's very customary out here and even more so with certain industries like the service industry out here is that you know they basically get paid in chocolate buttons and (laughs) make their money with tips but the one that really gets me because i feel like the prices are extremely high for the industry anyway and two things i really like to get done which is getting my hair cut and getting tattooed um tattoos are very expensive out here and even getting the haircut when i get my haircut it basically costs me 50 dollars. Wow. um and you know you're paying for that that service and then it's customary to leave a tip on top of that but when you're getting mm. tattooed and you're dropping 250 300 for an hour tattoo and then giving like 20 percent tip on top of that it's like i get yeah. a whole other tattoo so that that it's really Surely, hard. Yeah, like the service should be included in the fact that you've paid two hundred quid for a tattoo. Yeah, well, it gets dark, doesn't it? Because obviously they're they're renting a chair. It all comes down to how much money they have to give. But you know, for me sitting there, like I'm paying you forty dollars to cut my hair. Hmm. That that's that that that's enough for me. Thank you. To be fair, I do tip when I get my hair cut over here, just cause. I'm imagining the stylist probably doesn't get the full thing of what you're paying. So I just give them a little extra. So thank you for making my hair look nice and not shaving it off by accident. Yeah. I mean, it's been like this for as long as I've, you know, have had to pay for my own like haircuts and stuff like mm. and beyond. But I, it's always confused me because it's like, well, 
I get that you might be renting the space or you may be getting paid whatever and the tip is like, you know, thank you. But it's also like just like charge me a little more so that yeah. you basically get the full amount of, you know, what what you would mm-hmm. be getting or something. But yeah, I, I don't mind tipping my hairstylist or my tattoo artist. But, I, you know, I get I get that Sean's point is like part of the reason we tip in, you know, restaurants and stuff is because they make three dollars an hour or what are chocolate buttons I guess mm. whereas tattoo artists and hairstylists kind of can set their own prices you know yeah exactly my yeah. um my math teachers would be very proud of me now I did do very well in math in school but every day is like maths out here because every time you purchase something there's tax added onto it yeah you're that not doing math when you're buying shit well but if you only have if you have like a 10 you know a, a 10 dollar bill and you know that something's $10. Well, when you get to the till, mm. you're yeah. going to have to have more money because <laughs> it's yeah, not $10. Not really it's, yeah, it's, you know, I get it now. Well, obviously, everything's cards. So you're like, whatever. But yeah, yeah. it's um, that is quite confusing for, mm. for foreigners visiting. And Kate, were there, when you first met Sean, were there stuff he said or like <laughs> things that really confused you where you were like, what are you talking about? Mm. I know that we spent a lot of time talking about like not just with Sean but some of the other people you know kind of around the wedding time we first met things that were different but I'm you know my friend who was dating the person who they got married to whose wedding we were at Mm -hmm. she often kind of would fill in some of the differences too so I had some semblance of an idea but Sean you'll have to remind me did you like was there anything that you shared with me and I was like what (laughs) um uh... It is hard to remember. I mean, you are the smartest person on the planet, Kate. So Thanks. you knew everything and know everything. Um, it's true. And you know, we're obviously, you obviously trained know, him little, well. She, we were into similar stuff in that aspect, as far as like our conversations and what we were talking about. I think she had the gist, or she was just being extremely polite <laughs> and just <laughs> agreeing. Or being like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to think about that, but. I know like some of the things that maybe have kind of confused me now is as the years have gone on and I've gotten to know and visited and I'm like, like, as we've talked about in previous episodes, like, oh, I can't get an iced coffee here or wow, your sandwiches at gas stations are really good. I love eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Still loving those damn eggs. Yep. Yep. I think the thing that also that just to kind of give a semblance of home for Sean is trying to find, uh, the things he likes, like his Heinz beans or, you know, digestives and the tea he likes and having to like go to a special shop that has them, though some of our stores here do have a little bit more of those things, which is helpful, but then it's either really expensive or not quite the same because it's not made by the same company. Like we have Cadbury's here, but it's not the same as in England and so it doesn't taste as good. And (laughs) Apparently, I found out the reason why chocolate doesn't taste as good in America um and Is it it's because of the dirt yes <laughs> it's, I the bet it's the water right <laughs> no it's the way it's made so like we have kind of easy access to like the dairy farms mm-hmm. and the milk mm-hmm. that goes into chocolate but whereas because your chocolate has to be shipped such far distances they have to change it and use like the you know the uht shitty oh, milk and so it lasts why. longer yeah, basically, just to preserve yeah, it longer. Sense. So that's why it mm-hmm. tastes different, apparently. Yeah. Well, recipes yeah. can change how they taste. Like if you had a if you had a grandma who made a really good 
whatever, and then you try to replicate it, you follow the steps exactly. Sometimes it comes down to the water, you know, that you use where you're at or like the particular brand of flour or something that's Mm -hmm. available to you. So, yeah, yeah. Apparently Cadbury's all around the world is, is made slightly different. And yeah, to Gemma's point, it's what's accessible. But also one of the biggest things I read was, uh, obviously, you know, chocolate can, can, can melt and not be kind of pleasant to eat or, you know, loses its brand recognition and whatnot, melting points. And to do that, that's where they have to add like pretty much like wax to it, to it, to kind of preserve its, mm. its, its shape. Um, yeah, Cause yeah, the Cadbury's out wax. here just does not taste the earwax. same. It just doesn't. Definitely oh, yeah, wax, earwax. Emma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little bit of toe wax in there as well. Ew. <laughs> oh, gross. You know, something that is not necessarily like special to the UK or the US, but is an experience that I've thought a lot about is kind of Sean's immigration journey um, mm. compared to people from other countries. And that was fun. Yeah, you can talk about that too. But as I did a lot of the paperwork for that for the fiance visa, um, just because a I kind of, you know, knew a little bit more of the legalese of it and kind mm-hmm. of what needed. And then I had, you know, a good friend, Allison, who works in immigration, who could help guide me. Um, but talking to other people, like I have a good, another good friend who's from Africa and, and his journey was a lot longer, m- more arduous as far as like getting things approved. And mm. I also, um, you know, my step sister in law, I know she kind of had to go through some hoops that were really surprising. Like we didn't have to like prove anything. Like they didn't come back to us and say, we need more evidence of your relationship and stuff or question anything. Um, yeah. And like the biggest hurdle we ran into was his employment authorization card got destroyed in the mail. And so the day we got it, it was like completely defaced and oh. had to apply for it again and pay for it again and wait another. And so it was so frustrating because like I know Sean was bored to tears when he couldn't work for that period and having to wait even longer to just like be able to work legally. <laughs> that was a very, very sad day. I remember the postman was like, oh, I hope this wasn't important. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's oh, was. Yeah. yeah, it really was because you like phys- I physically needed that card to go down to like you know the social security office and get like a social security number um you know national insurance number for the british listeners um and that was you know to prove that i am someone and that i can work so yeah it was it was it was bad and that was like a four five months in possibly of of living there where i had to wait for my work authorization and uh yeah that was a sad day god what a bullet again why why do you have to have a physical card? Like just it kind of served as like, like his, I know. I, and it, I think it kind of serves as like an ID of sorts. So like if he right. wanted to go apply for a job, he could show it and be like, yep, here's my authorization to work um, and stuff like that, which, which is why you would think like, well, I am authorized to work. Like I literally am. I just, the, the face of the card got defaced, you know, so I need a replacement, yeah. but because it was new. It wasn't like he could just say, oh, I need a replacement card. He had to basically ask for another. Oh, it was so frustrating. And we're like, well, the post office, which is a federal agency, is the one that did it. Like the machine destroyed mm. it. So like maybe these two branches that are in are these two agencies that are in the literal same branch of government could just communicate with each other and like send us a new one. No, that's not how it fucking works. You would like to think. <laughs> that's just made me think of something else. Um when I came over, when we went to that baseball game, 
Oh, yeah, the twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I brought my driving license as ID to buy alcohol. And they fucking refused to serve me because they didn't understand my driving license or accept it as yeah. ID. Man, that got me so angry. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's a driving license. Like, it's, it's a driving license. It says the UK on it. It's just a UK driving license. It's got my date of birth. I'm clearly old enough to drink. My Sorry, ma'am, we can't accept that. You're yeah. going to have to show us your passport. I was like, I've not brought my passport out with me because I don't want to lose it. Like, what the fuck? Didn't that happen? We went to like one bar and then they, but so we literally just went next door and they yeah. accepted it. Yeah, we just <laughs> went to. It's based on the business, not the, it's not the law. Yeah, and just the person you get. Really, used to get really upset about that because coming down to like law stuff, it's it's a like a legal mm. document, right? Or I, yeah. identification card, which it you know should it's, be accepted it's as valid yeah. as a passport. And because yep. um, that happened to me in in Sioux City, it's never happened to me here because I think obviously I had my US uh, ID, but for a while mm. obviously I didn't. And they wouldn't in places in Sioux City just didn't understand what my pink <laughs> card was, the driver's <laughs> license card. Um, well, and I think, uh, like I said, it's it wasn't the law, so it's not like they're like, sorry, law says we can't. It was like the policy, but I also think it was the person who was there yeah. just not really sure mm-hmm. about it, and so they trouble. Yeah, they just like, nope, sorry. And I'm just like, you can accept this. Like, <laughs> you can. This is a legitimate form of ID in this country. <laughs> and I was like, I need to get drunk because I am not enjoying baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so please just give me the wine. Let me go and sit back. Down. We got you drunk. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I know. I was very drunk by the end of that game. <laughs> but yeah, as far as, you know, as far as my journey, you know, uh, on the boat coming over here, um, <laughs> I, I, I had I had a very smooth journey com- compared to again friends that we know and you know something I've always kept an eye on. Obviously, being an expat and whatever, um, but yeah, it, li- li- little things like that, your identification getting rejected. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, at times it made me feel a little horrible. Um, you know, there was that little ignorance in in like Kate said, the person enforcing the policy you know like a, a bouncer syndrome right no yeah you're not covered in um and yeah you know I, I i battled with bits of that i'd say that was the only hardship and then other than my work card getting destroyed in the post um of just a little bit of ignorant small talk of people being like oh you know i guess you must be here for a green card <laughs> and you know it's like well oh absolutely you know yeah you know england is such a third world country you know um, little, little little things like that used to bother me um, just because I, I didn't want to be I didn't want to draw any attention but obviously there's not a lot I can, I can do being like the only British person in Iowa um, and things like that you know people would ask a lot of questions um, what else really bothers and, you when they assume you're from Australia right <laughs> oh my goodness yeah oh like yeah uh, you know are you from Australia? No, I'm from England. Oh, the same thing. Right. Well, different ends of the planet, but at that point, I just feel sorry for them. I'm just like, that's just that's unfortunate. Here's a map. I mean, it is a country that initially was started as like what a prison island for yeah. Brits. So, and I like to say Australia is just like the Texas of 
Britain. Oh, so even worse, <laughs> I think I'm a convict at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he must be. Look at him. Short hair tattoos. <laughs> and what was the, like, uh, citizenship test like? Yeah, was that us. really hard? Well, this is the thing, right? After kind of years of having to go through certain statuses of being a resident to a permanent resident, um, you know, like being a number in the system to finally actually sort of having a glimpse of, you know, <laughs> being able to buy a beer because the ID was correct. When it actually came down to my citizenship test, that was an absolute doddle. Um, oh, really? you know, the studying of it was always something to be, a little, you know, like it, out of a possible hundred questions, they only ask you 10, 80% right. So that's what you only have to get six right. And the studying of it was fine. I kind of did enjoy it. But I remember the Wouldn't day I went Wouldn't it be eight, down, right? <laughs> Math? Yeah, it might have been right, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it would be like a full-on, like, 100-question exam. Like, like a two-day affair where you have yeah. to sit for four hours. Write a dissertation. And like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was... Give um, a little blood. It was a lot for for nothing in the way that just how long it took and I remember Kate mm. came with me that day and we went downtown Minneapolis to my appointment and we were like in a in a coffee shop across the street and when I went over I think I was coming back across the street within 10 minutes and I know Kate was like he failed he failed <laughs> so, yeah, something something happened I was like oh my god I gotta go I think you failed <laughs> but it was it was so quick that it actually bothered me a little bit. Like when Kate was like, you know, what questions did they ask you? Like, I couldn't remember because it all happened mm. so fast. And the guy, you know, was just pushing it so quick to almost being like, yep, this is fine. Yep, you're good. Cool. Yep, great. And a uh, bit of an anticlimax, if you will. Did you guys have to do one of those interviews where you have to like... Nope. Oh, really? So they... I... Yeah, I think they do that right. when they... What's of birth and... Yeah, they do that when I think, and maybe they don't anymore. Um, maybe there's a little bit of a myth to that, but I think that happens when they have questions about the legitimacy of the relationship. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so I guess maybe because you've been married for so long, by that yeah. point, that was accepted. Yeah, I, mean, I had, to, and maybe I had it... to answer basic biometric questions on the day, like, what's your name, Sean, and <laughs> date of birth, you know, that. So that was it. And I think because of the process we chose, which was fiance visa, which means he left, we applied for it, he came back, we got married within a certain amount of time, you know, our wedding that next May, and mm. then we could then apply for the legal permanent resident status. Um, and then he kind of just, like, he could have gotten his citizenship within, like, the year after that, but he maintained his green card status. Um you know, up until November, I think it was November of last year, right? When you got sworn in as a citizen. Yeah, with my little flag. My or was it two years? I don't remember. It was a little. I mean, it. Yeah, basically, we waited a long time before we decided to do it. Um, but so I wonder if, like, if we were to have gotten married when he was visiting and then wanted him to stay, they might have had some questions about whether, like, it was a legitimate or yeah. a sham marriage. Mm -hmm. But because he left and we kind of just, like, did the waiting period, so to speak. Um, but I know after he did come over, there's, like, limitations on you being able to leave again while your status is pending, too. And that was hard because I know, yeah. like, wanting to come back maybe for because like someone passed and stuff like that or just not being able to visit for a while was difficult mm. yeah no that was tough it was it, yeah when my nan died 
um, you know, I couldn't leave. I couldn't without my visa um, being revoked. Um, but then also, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but my journey was smooth because I'm a white man from England. You are allowed to say mm. that because it's true. <laughs> you know, as far as horror stories that you hear of someone as having a, a tie to a country that I don't even know what it's looked at as being, like why that country is, you know, penalized, if you will. Mm. And um, But yeah, you know, you hear horror stories all the time of people getting just questioned and more interviews and again like questioning their relationship with uh, mm. other person and obviously I had I had none of that pretty smooth sailing then it was smooth sailing it was smooth sailing the whole way just uh took a little bit of time and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah yeah and I so if you'd now. failed would you have had to pay for it and go through yep. the whole process again no, I think on my on my test, I was allowed to fail it once yeah. and you get to redo it. I don't know if that would have been in the same day or oh, rescheduled, but after yeah. that, you then have to basically file the the whole thing again <laughs> to, to do Crazy. it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you're now a fully fledged citizen of the USA. I'm basically James Bond. You know, I have multiple identities. Uh, right, yeah. yeah. It's great. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I think the things that not a huge amount of difference between being a legal permanent resident and a citizen, except for kind of a few things, voting being one, though, I was told that you could vote, you supposedly would have been able to vote in kind of the local elections if you wanted, but I, I'm also not certain if that's true. Um, and then also serving on jury duty. I remember before he became a citizen, he got, he got called for jury duty and we were going out of town that time frame so we can do it anyways but basically you can ask for like a reschedule and he submitted a reschedule but also there was a box that's like are you a u.s citizen and he checked no and they're just like oh never mind <laughs> they're like oh you can't do it anyway and i'm like i think they would check cool. that wouldn't you well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah, the way they it depends on your jurisdiction but the way they like pull people for jury duty is based on you know, who has a driver's license or if there is voter registration. So they might get some people who actually don't qualify um, based on the list they use. So I remember being so jealous, though, because I was like, I want to I love jury duty. <laughs> Let me do it. <laughs> and I was like, this <laughs> sounds like living hell. Like, I do not want to do this at all. <laughs> okay, I was like, I'll do it. Uh, yeah. So are there any things that you like really miss about England or are there things that like you prefer in the US? Hmm. I really miss hearing people say chicken goujon. <laughs> really miss it, Gemma. Um, Why? We get out here. Tendies, tenders, nuggets, nuggies, okay. fingers. Just... I love a good goujon. Just such a great word. Chicken goujon. Um, well, we have really that French influence, that. I guess. Yeah, Whereas, absolutely. I'm sorry, Goujon sounds like nonsense. Like going back to when my <laughs> aunt thought you said gobbledygook when you said legitimate words. Like Goujon, it, and it also doesn't, like I don't like it on my ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> or in your heart hole. Or in my heart hole, you're correct. Yes, I, you know, the the classics, obviously, I miss my, you know, my family over there and I yeah. you know, miss my friends and, and, and whatnot. Um, 
certain foods and things like that and the 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 football scene um you know in England you know the whole community feel of football um you know everyone going to the game locally and 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 whatnot I really Mm -hmm. miss that but then you know it's interesting like I when I left England um you know I I was loving my job and things like that. And obviously, you know, I had to make that decision to move over here. But since being in the States, I've had a lot of opportunity. You know, I really yeah. have. I've, you know, and again, especially in the world of football, like where that is because I'm I'm from England and I do believe that I got my first coaching job purely because I was English, you know, that I yeah. must know what he's on about. And I did take my, my licensings and things like that, which was great. But just from there, I... Um, I've just had opportunities and I've gone up and up and not to say I wouldn't have had them in, in, in England, but I guess I don't know. Like I look on that on a really positive mm. lens of being out here in the States that, you know, I'm now a director of a company and um, got some good success that way and have, have, have learned a, a lot. Um, and people look at America and think about that with like the opportunities here you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, the American land dream. Land of the opportunity. Yeah, um, <laughs> yep. yeah. Definitely not land of the free, if you think about it. There's government involved. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the opportunities I've had out here have been absolutely great. And obviously I've got to build a life, you know, with Kate and we've got our own house and all that kind of stuff. But also, you know, like, you know, when I left England, like just before 25, you know, I was, 24 year old you know what I mean I was still in that I don't know what I kind of really want to do um yeah and I remember you being like super excited to obviously because you're gonna go move there with Kate but just like being almost a little bit disillusioned with England and you were super up for going to America and we always said that you were a little American at heart because you loved your skateboarding and your punk rock bands Absolutely, like yeah. And the OC, yeah. And the OC, yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. That kind of California lifestyle, and then I moved to Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you knew what you were getting into. <laughs> I lived basically in the same town when we met, and then I was like, "By the way, I'm moving back to the town that we met in." So, FYI. <laughs> yeah. But you know, again, we 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 quickly realized there that you know there wasn't much opportunity for me there, and obviously, you know, we kind of moved on from there and that's where our real journey began when we moved to um moved to Minneapolis but yeah you know it was definitely Minneapolis um we have we visited here a lot we have friends who lived here so we kind of got to know it and it felt like kind of a, a upgrade in terms of like city size and like metropolitan without being too far away from an area that we knew the friends my family um and, you know, just like kind of a nice transition without mm. having to basically move all the way like across the country, you right. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found a job here that I liked. So cool. Nice. Yeah. What else have you got on your little notes there, Sean? Yeah, tell us. Well, obviously, um, you know, being a guest on this show, um, some people don't know much about me, but I'm a big football fan or soccer, um, <laughs> as it's known as here. <laughs> um, and when I first started coaching, um, this blew my mind and it's actually it pains me still a little bit to this day because obviously of how much I love the game of football and how different it is out here in the States so I remember when I first started club coaching and I was coaching these like you 
U16 girls or something like that. Then in the space of like 10 seconds, my mind was blown with the language that they used. Um, They mentioned the words cleats and scrimmage. And I was just like, what what Harry Potter film is this? You know, like, (laughs) what did you just say? Scrimmage? Cleats? What? And just little things like that. Like, and that is actually in, in the football world, I had to learn a lot there because what I would yeah. say would not make any sense on a tactical standpoint or or for my players to understand what I'm <laughs> talking about. And what the um, fuck are cleats and scrimmage? A scrimmage is basically a game, a match, right? The game. Right. Like, playing a game. But it's um, like, it's not, it's like a, f- scrimmage for us is like when the players are practicing on the same team, so you split up and then they're playing against each other but playing the game to practice or you could have like a friendly match that doesn't like it doesn't really matter who wins or loses you know like kind of that's what my understanding of a scrimmage is but yeah it is ultimately playing the game yeah yeah and then cleats are football boots you know right just like a cleat is a stud if you will from what we know of a football Uh, boot having studs in them okay cool 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 yeah and again i i see i I, I play and still work in that industry and it's, you know, I work for a company that has soccer in it, in the name and it still pains me a little bit to this day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think though, one thing we're, that we're really missing out on is the whole bank transfer thing. So I agree with that. Like seeing that and I was like, man, that's pretty swish. I wish we had that. Cause it's like, Oh, let me go to the ATM so that I can just give you some money. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what people in England are missing out on, putting your crisps in the freezer. Yes, exactly. That it's is delicious. kind of more of just a me thing rather than oh, an American so good, thing. Though. That foil <laughs> freshness, like you put them in the freezer, it really, really works. It's really yes, good. That is good. I should do they that also more. Have better hamburgers, I will say. Our, our meat tastes a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. I will give you that. Um, could you, for example, could you go out and get a chip butty anywhere? Mm. Maybe somewhere in the States, but yeah. not, I don't think there's anywhere here in Minnesota that does that. You'd have to well, here's out. what I'd have to do. I'd go to any, you know, anywhere. Cause obviously, you know, fries are served with a lot of food and I'll be like, can I have a chip butty? And they'd probably say, gobbledygook. <laughs> um, but then it'd be like, okay, okay, mate, just give me portion of fries <laughs> two bits of bread and it's i'll make butter. it myself yeah i answer. also read this week that apparently americans don't tend to use butter in their sandwiches okay funny story about this and i'm glad you mentioned it because i did also see that awesome. <laughs> um yeah so no i don't think i've ever put butter on a sandwich i i've eaten eaten toast and buttered bread before but like as far as a sandwich goes if I'm just making well first and foremost I wouldn't put butter on a PB&J but like if I was having a turkey sandwich it would be mayo or mustard or an aioli and no butter but Sean is a big fan of that and will make his sandwiches with with butter he will put mayo on it he, you know you can talk about what you put on your your sandwiches Sean but right after he moved here and wasn't doing a great deal he would make me lunch and I, I sometimes would have a sandwich and it was also right before the wedding, 
and I was trying to lose weight and I just happened to like open the sandwich and I was like, there's butter and mayo. No wonder I'm so fucking fat. <laughs> Sean, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but maybe Not that's why our sandwich. petrol station sandwiches taste so good because we use butter and condiments. Yeah, butter Possibly. both sides of the bread. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. I'm just like, I don't need that extra, those extra calories, please. <laughs> should we play a game or do you have anything else on your little list there sean you know i know you two have covered um quite a bit of stuff um so you know i'm i'm excited about a game and then maybe if something comes to mind i'll talk about it okay well considering you guys didn't get um, questioned during the citizenship journey. Um, what I'm going to do is play a little game of Mr. and Mrs. or you may call it something different in America. I do think it's called the, like it's more like the newlywed game. Oh, the newlywed but I like game. Mr. and Mrs. better because it doesn't suggest that we're just recently married. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question and I want you both to answer for the other person. Okay. Okay. Yeah, crap. Okay. We've been put on the spot here, babe. Here we go. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. What's the one household chore your partner absolutely despises? Sean, you go first. I can only choose one. <laughs> you can you pick pick the one you think I hate the most, but you can say both. Um or more. Mm. doing the washing up the dishes yeah sure yeah that's right that would be probably my number one yeah (laughs) hey ding 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 (laughs) and kate same question directed at you um i feel like a game show host this is great i do all the bloody chores i you do a lot and i appreciate that um i think that you do not particularly, you've gotten more into it recently, but you did not particularly enjoy making dinner, making meals. But I also think that you don't particularly enjoy vacuuming. Do you even know me? No, I don't. What is it? I love, I love sticking <laughs> the hoover around. I love it. <laughs> okay. So but what yeah, is co- it? Co- cooking, for sure. I, I feel like it's... Uh... Yeah, it's a love-hate relationship. I love food. I like it if like you send me a recipe and we have the stuff. I despise the process of potentially having to go out and get bits for it and mm-hmm. and, and 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 whatever. Um, I think you know. Again, they came down to like more of a simple sort of diet, even like in England, and just what I ate. Um, yep. So yeah, cooking is not my not my strong suit. I have like two things I like cooking. That's it. Well done, guys. You've uh, passed round one. Now we're moving on to round two. Um, If your partner could have any celebrity as their best friend, who would it be? Oh, fuck. You want me to go first? You want Sean to go first? You can go first. Is celebrity, like, loosely defined? Yeah, just... Okay. 
They have that certified tick on Instagram. <laughs> well, because I know like celebrity can mean a lot of different things. It could be a musician. It could be an actor, actress. It could also be like a sports person. Um, so I'm like conflicted here. I think Sean would really enjoy being best friends with one or all of the members of Blink-182. <laughs> but I was also going to say if maybe. You had to pick, if you had to pick one of the members. Tom? Yeah. Yeah, the weirdo. (laughs) I was going to also say I was heavily considering Jurgen Klopp. (laughs) Interesting. He would be a good hookup. You would be able to go to all the games for free. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. But I'm glad I was right with my instinct. Well done. Sean. Who would Kate's best friend be? Yeah, if she could have any celebrity as their best friend. Any celebrity. As her best friends. I know the answer Yeah, this is actually a tricky one because in my mind, there's this one name that cut co- one name that comes to mind, but I don't know if it'd be more on a friend or she'd just like to see him naked. Um, okay, I would not um, pick that person as my best friend if you need a clue. Well, that's kind of yeah. Damn, best friend, celebrity. Oh, I'm having a I'm having a tough time with this. One. I'm going to say I'm going to say Ewan McGregor. <laughs> that's because she wants to see his Willie. He's Maybe not best friend material. Oh, right. <laughs> Gemma, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I just hear you you're a real big Swifty now, so <laughs> <laughs> honestly it'd probably be probably be Beyonce over Taylor Swift if I had to pick out of them. That, but I you know, to be fair, I don't know if I've ever really thought enough about this. I do think uh... Kate doesn't like people. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm struggling with know. this one. Like, I don't, I mean, I really don't know who you would pick. Hmm. It's a tough question. If you, if you don't know the answer to it, Kate, then Sean has no chance. Of yeah, absolutely. I know I've said like, oh, I would love to be best friends with that person or I want to be friends with that person. But I'm thinking probably like, like Emma Stone seems like she might be kind of cool to be friends with, you know, but I haven't greatly thought about this in any detail. <laughs> Maybe Haley, I guess Haley Williams. I would be best friends with her. I like Paramore. Yeah, you know, it seems cool. I'd quite like um, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh yeah, she would be funny too. I think yeah. she seems really funny. Fun. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just inserting myself into your game. No, or... I'm. I mean, I'm glad you said that because same. But to be fair, I won't give you too much shit about this, Sean, because I. You're right. I don't know if I've ever really thought about it much. <laughs> I feel like I'm winning. Am I winning this game? No, I am. Oh. We can be tied. <laughs> I feel like I'm winning. Am I winning? Um, Okay, this one's a good one. I'm going to change it a little bit, though. So what's your partner's go-to dance move on a dance floor? Not great for a podcast because no one can see it, but... Oh. I'll go. You probably will disagree, but kind of like a a little... This is how, I mean, you probably don't realize it, Sean, but that is how Because I'm drunk when I dance, so I don't realize it at all. So that was like the towel dance. A shimmy? Like, yeah, a, shimmy? a little bit. Like, like kind of like he has a towel and he's like drying his butt with it. Yeah. I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> yep. Right. Kate's dance move. Uh, oh, my goodness. Well, she does a really good kind of like wobble dance which i think you two discussed last week right where oh, yeah. shoulders back like a salmon as Gemma referenced i think 
Um, we, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We, we, we both do not like dancing. Yeah. Um, it's not our thing. We actually think it's like cringy. Um, I wish I was good at it. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I, uh, probably my go-to is just a weird little white person shuffle, but if yeah. I can, Yeah, like... it's, I don't know the lingo of what I'd even call it, but there's some movement of limbs. That's about it. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. My joke, my other joke dance move, though, which I thought you would say, is the people on TV are dancing like this. Oh yeah, her signs <laughs> dance move, but she never does that to music and/or in public. It's usually no, just I my eyes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's for your eyes only, Sean. Yeah, it's, baby. It's, from, it's Abigail Breslin. She's very young in that movie, in Signs, and at the end, like when they defeat the aliens, she comes in and she goes, "The people on TV are dancing like this," and then she just kind of. <laughs> You know, I do not body. remember that part. I don't know why that stuck with me all these years. <laughs> I worry as I'm getting older, I do the classic like air guitar and air drums oh, and shit. stuff. And yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, if your partner could only eat one food for the rest of their life, what do you think it would be? So essentially, what's their favorite food? Well, clarification. Can we say a cuisine, like a type of food, or does it have to be an actual food item? You can say a cuisine, I think, yeah. Okay. You go first, Sean. Uh, um, Asian food for Kate. <laughs> I, I that co- that covers enough. a few different flavors, doesn't it? But I know you love Asian yeah. food. I mean, I would, if I had to pick like a food to eat for the rest of my life and only that, it would be something broad like that because of the wide variety of food within that subsect. <laughs> I was safeguarding my answer by saying yeah. Asian food. <laughs> it covers a lot. Then I'm going to say bland ass British food for Sean. <laughs> he wants those beans on toast. He wants those fish and chips. He wants the chip buddy. <laughs> How can you call lamb and mint sauce bland? <laughs> How can you call a roast dinner bland? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seriously, though, I would say, like, tacos, I bet you would eat the hell out of some tacos. Yeah. <laughs> but you had it right the first time. Like, those English dishes, like, you know, shepherd's pie, roast dinner, yep. like that. If we're talking about more broad, um, that's definitely food that I would happily eat for the rest of my life. Yeah. Okay. Well done, guys. You've passed that round. Yes. I'm starting to believe you are a genuine couple. So <laughs> Gemma secretly works for USCIS, isn't she? No, no, she no, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, what's your spouse's guilty pleasure snack that they can't resist indulging in? <sighs> Sean's got a major sweet tooth. And I'm going to cheat a little bit. He really enjoys Pop-Tarts Ooh. and cereal, but he will get just like a sneaky little candy bar or a biscuit thing whenever he's at the store. And he's like, it just, or some gummies. And it just fell into my cart. <laughs> yeah, that's why I always say, oh, how did that get there? Whoops. Uh, Kate's would pretty be uh, crisps, chips. Frozen ones. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen ones, Yeah. 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 Fed, I mean, not eat them if they weren't, but she loves a chippy, yeah. as she calls him. Do you love a chippy? I love a chippy <laughs> and <laughs> eggs. I like eggs. Yep. <laughs> Would you like it if they released egg flavored chips? 
do you think? I guess I would try it. It depends. Uh, my guess is probably that wouldn't really taste like much of anything, no. though. <laughs> I'm just going to say this, though. I feel like I eat more egg than Kate does. I don't really like eggs that much. I folks. love eggs. <laughs> I have eggs at least once a week. I mean, I like them fine. That episode <laughs> made it seem like that's literally all I eat. <laughs> I mean, the egg and cress sandwiches, I get. I mean, you know, I think to that whole point, it was like you chose that one over all the different types of sandwiches. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'll do one more. Um, what's your spouse's most prized possession? I think Sean would be really sad if he lost the necklace his mom gave him of, what is it, St. Thomas? Um, no, it's, uh, who do you call it? The uh, the one who keeps you safe when you're traveling. Um Yeah. I think you'd be sad if you lost is that. Is that St. Thomas? It's not St. Thomas. I don't Thomas. know. What is it, Gemma? I don't know. <laughs> St. Christopher. St. Christopher. Saint, yeah. The pain of travel or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That was quite, that was quite deep and meaningful. Um, I was going to say something more like your phone, but... Um, <laughs> it's replaceable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Um, prize possession. Um... Kate is not a fan of like jewelry or like photos or anything like that, really. So it's not really. Um, I mean, I like them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, this is a tricky one. I'm going to go with the phone. <laughs> I think you may have lost there, Sean. Well, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it would suck, but it's replaceable. I feel like if there's something I lost that I couldn't replace that, like we could replace that necklace, but it wouldn't be the one that you were given by your mom, right? So, yeah. like, I think that's what matters. And I, as I look around and my I, room, it's all I just I stuff, didn't wanna, but... I don't want to say that to sound harsh towards my wife. It is more that she's not really into possessions like that. Um, well, the one thing that I probably wouldn't want to lose, I already lost, so... Yes. Are you ready? Have you ever shared that yeah. story? I mean, great not day on the for podcast. Everybody, <laughs> I I lost my engagement ring. You lost, you lost what now? My engagement ring. Right. <laughs> shortly after we got married, and it was it sucked, but it happened. So. Yeah. Ouch. What a terrible Oof. wife you are, Okay, I know, I'm the worst. <laughs> and then it was <laughs> like, did you have it insured? And I was like, did you not put it under homeowner's insurance? And Kate was like, did you? And I was like, I didn't live here. No, <laughs> it, we had renter's insurance, but it didn't cover it, so. Yeah, no, it was, it was so a you got diamond day. insurance and not the whole ring insured, and, like, you need the band, the no, actual really? band, in order to replace the diamond, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, if the yeah. stone fell out, you could easily get that. The bills, yeah, we... Kate lost the whole thing. So. It's all a scam. <laughs> yeah. Everything's a scam. Well, that concludes today's episode of Mr. and Mrs. with Sean and Kate. <laughs> Sorry, who, 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 who did win? Obviously me. I think Kate won, yeah. Oh. That's oh, okay. Sorry. sorry about that, Sean. It's all right. It's all Next right. Next time. Yeah. Win, some, <laughs> win, some lose, win some, lose some. It's all right. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the game of life, you know. Uh, in the episode on a little Am I the Asshole? You know you are, baby. 
<laughs> okay. <clears throat> this is for the both of you. Okay. Oh, exciting. Am I the asshole for demanding I not be referred to as English? Am I the asshole for repeatedly having to ask international friends and colleagues to refer to me as British instead of English? Insert Valley Girl accent. Oh my God, are you from England? (laughs) The crux of the matter is I'm not English. My father is and that's it. I identify as British because my mother is Scottish. I'm proud of that heritage and not to suck my own dick, but I'm related to a very important former Scottish football player. I grew up in Scotland and my blood is mostly iron brew and whatever cigarettes and being obese does to you. (laughs) obviously i don't like to say i'm fully scottish between all of the questions about my accent not sounding right i'd like i'd feel like one of those muffets that excuse me muppets that makes their whole identity irish when their great 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 granny was irish Mm while actually typing that out makes me feel like a massive hypocrite I've admittedly been a little passive aggressive about it over the years and asked repeatedly despite being there despite there being language barriers etc judge me reddit um, there's one more edit. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot that this will help massively. I speak several languages and I correct colleagues in several languages. This probably makes me the asshole more than anything else I've said. Also, that's seven languages for completely fluently. Am I the asshole? Ooh. Well, that was a mouthful, wasn't it? There was a lot to digest there. Um, yeah, there was. It's often the case you have to listen quite carefully. Yeah, I'm not um, very good at that. <laughs> Okay, well, essentially, so she's, well, she's half Scottish, half English, or he. Yeah. Um, and when people ask, are you from England? Are you English? Uh, he corrects them and says, like, he's calm. I'm British, actually, and I prefer to be referred to as such, and wants to know if that, by doing so kind of constantly and insisting on that, makes him an asshole. No, I don't think it does. Um, I know that... Uh, Scottish, Irish and Welsh people certainly don't like to be referred to as English because they're not. They are from a different country. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is because their dad is English, that brings a little bit of a uh, question into it. Mm-hmm. But if they're brought up in Scotland and identify more as Scottish, then no. They are British because it's part of the British Isles and not just the country of England. That's my opinion. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I feel like I don't think this person's the arsehole. I think they might be an arsehole in general. I don't know why. They might be. <laughs> just because of like what they said. But this is yeah, this is an interesting thing. I feel like it's all about maybe how someone asks that question. Um Lucy. Oh, can you hear the cat? Yeah, she's um, she's taking a poo in the litter box and is enjoying herself right now. You know? Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Gemma. I do not think they are the arsehole. Lucy yeah. So the general consensus is Lucy thinks this person's an asshole, but no assholes here. Like basically, consensus is oh hi baby, is an asshole. Um, and someone the top response is. Totally appropriate to ask to be identified in the correct way, but just FYI, I think the average American doesn't know the difference between British, UK, and England, mm. which I think is true. And Australia, um, think, apparently. 
Yeah, I think they are synonyms in many people's minds. So you might be just running into an ig- ignorant American problem. They think that English and British is the same, that you're making yeah. a fussy distinction without a difference. You might get more traction if you go ahead and say that you're Scottish. People understand that Scottish and Irish are something distinct. Mm. Or you can just call yourself whatever you want to be called and deal with ignorant people. LOL. Yeah, 100%. There's also um, some Americans seem to get confused with like Europe. Yeah. And yeah, seem to think that um, it's like only England or something in Europe. <laughs> I mean, or in England itself, whenever I'm, you know, we're coming to visit and people are like, oh, you know, you're going to London? Actually, technically, yes, I am, I, I guess, but mm. like sort of, I'm landing in or around London, but I'm yeah. not going to London. I'm going mm. to England and we're not going to spend any time there. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I, I get these questions a lot where people obviously ask where I'm from, and it is all about how I don't like it personally, and I probably come off as a bit of an arsehole depending on what mood I'm in. You know, people assuming like you're from Australia, yeah, you are, and it's like, well, no, I'm not, and now I need to almost dare you, you know, because I'm not. Um, but uh, I like it when people actually show an interest. And they're like, oh, wh- wh- where are you from? Mm. I'm from England. What you say, part? You know? East Sussex. And they're like, where's that? Is that London? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of near London. All Whereabouts right. in Europe? Well, technically, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm going to close on this comment, if that's cool, mm-hmm. in the response to it. Someone wrote, I've been living in Europe for almost 25 years now, spent most of that time in hospitality. Never have I met anyone who was British. On the other hand, I've met thousands of English, Scottish, Welsh, and the occasional Northern Irish. And the response to that was, well, Big Daddy, I'm half and half in it. Half English, half Scottish, fully a wanker. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. You got that right, boy. And that was the OP who responded, so... (laughs) Oh, well, that was fun. Thanks for joining us, Nigel. Yes, yes. I uh, traveled really far for it. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time. Thank you. For, yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for fun. traveling to our studio. Um, yeah. And sharing your insights. It's been fascinating and entertaining. Yeah. yeah. And just a real delight. I'm sad that I couldn't have Gemma be Judge Gemma on our my the my complaint yeah we'll we'll have to do that another time another time Mm. well cool well um I guess we'll end this here sounds good and where um, where can people find us at Sean uh the internet see he doesn't actually listen (laughs) (laughs) wait where am I what is this (laughs) what are you doing on my computer Uh, find us at Talk shit to us at gmail.com or various social medias, TSYB pod. Correct. Um, and also, just like if you're enjoying listening to this, um, just like tell some friends about it or family. Mm-hmm. Spread the word, you know, word of mouth is really helpful. Um, and also give us a little rating and review on whatever mm-hmm. you listen to your podcasts on. That's also really helpful to get new listeners and share the word of the incredible insights that we, we <laughs> give. 
Weekly. So smart. <laughs> we are smart. Click PG. on it, download it, share it. Yeah. Sing about it. Sing about, <laughs> about it, about write it. about it. <laughs> All of those things. All of those things. It's great. Do it. Hey, G. Happy yeah. 20th episode. Oh, happy 20th. We did it. We <laughs> made it. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Yep. Cool. All right, with that, goodbye. Goodbye. Sean? Oh, yeah. Ta-da. <laughs> goodbye. Do we have to say it like five times or bye? Bye. Bye. Bye, bye then. Bye. Bye then. Bye. 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 Welcome to Talking Shit with the Yank and, and two Brits. Brits. <laughs> okay, we're going to try that one again. <laughs> you both need to say and two Brits at the same time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we practice? Should we practice? Yeah, okay, we'll practice. Right. Welcome to Talking Shit with the Yank and, and two, two Brits. Brits. Oh my God. <laughs> German was like a slow southern land. No, you were. I was slow? Yeah, you and... Okay, Okay. try one more time, and then we'll do it for the money, okay? Cool. Welcome to Talking Shit with the Yank. And a Brit. And... Fuck. (laughs) I said it wrong. Yeah, and two Brit. I was like, okay, I didn't do anything wrong. Gemma. Okay, one more practice. Welcome to Talking Shit. With the Yank. And, and two, two Brits. Brits. There Perfect. we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to include all of these. Yeah, you absolutely should. <laughs> well, that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> um, so are we doing it one more time? This is a fucking <laughs> nightmare. How do you do this every week? Okay. Well, we just, we're naturally good at it, Sean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> wow. Da, 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 da.